How I Made It in America is brought to you by these fine sponsors. Fresh Designs, Inc., your one-stop solution for automotive and residential window tinting audio, navigation, and security systems located in Ellicott City, Maryland. K. Joseph Watches, providing wristwatch lovers with both quality and beautiful designs. Remember, every minute is a memory. Go to kjosephwatches.com. How I Made It in America where we peek into the minds of successful entrepreneurs, movers, and shakers with your host, Frazier. Good morning, good morning, good morning. How you guys doing? I'm your host, Fraser Phrase, with the phrase that pays for months and for days, and with my co-host, A to the Z, Azalea, and you're listening to How I Made It in America. Good morning. So, Azalea, who do we have on as a very special guest today? Well, this morning we have a true pioneer in the martial arts. He is a local Kung Fu legend and proud to say good friend of ours as well. Yeah, absolutely. Please welcome to the show Grandmaster Dennis Brown. Oh, good evening, everyone. Good good morning. (laughs) Good morning. Good morning, Master Brown. How you doing, sir? Thanks for being on the show. I really appreciate your time. I know you're super busy. You're doing an event and you took the time out to... Uh, bless us with your story. So let's just jump right into it, Master Brown. You are from D.C. originally, right? Well, I grew up in D.C., uh, all through uh, junior high school and high school, but I actually was born in uh, Alexandria, Virginia, and grew up uh, most uh, all my young life in West Virginia, the hills of West Virginia. Right. That, that is crazy. And so you always mention where you're from in D.C. Um, can you tell yeah. us exactly where it is in D.C.? Well, I, I grew up on a, 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 a dead-end street, one block long, called Rom Street. It's over in northeast D.C. between people would know Trinidad Avenue and West Virginia Avenue. Right. Other streets. But that's where I grew up and went through high school and junior high school. So at, at what age did you start martial arts? Well, you know, I actually uh, took my first martial arts class, I think, in 1964. Uh, but, you know, there weren't very many schools around then. So it was just a group of guys just uh, working out. Uh, and then I took a class at Howard University. I was uh, living on campus then. At, uh, at, uh, and uh, there was a Dr. Young that had a judo class. I was in that for only a few months until I saw somebody get their leg kind of messed up. And, and But I whipped out and, <laughs> and dropped out. But I spent the next uh, five years or six years working out in the park and going back and forth to uh, New York, right, and studying up there at the movie. That's so, so let, let's let's let me let me go back for a second. So, you really weren't you weren't taught by an individual. You were watching movies, and we were coming back and doing the styles. Of, this is what we saw. This is the tiger, and, and you try to put that into. <laughs> is that what you were doing? Well, it sounds kind of crazy. We did have a leader of the group. He was kind of the instructor. Joe called it, and we called him Kung Fu Joe. That's all we knew. It wasn't fearful or grandmaster. It was just Kung Fu Joe. Kung Fu and Joe. we would literally go to New York. He had studied extensively, uh, but we would uh, go up every Friday when I got off from work, and, uh, and we would go to five different Kung Fu theaters, watch double features at each one, and then head back to uh, D.C. Uh, and Sunday morning, we'd get up and go down into uh, what's Malcolm X Park now, but it was Meridian Park, right. and we would just train all day. Oh, okay. so that was kind of the, uh, the easy way to do it. 
So, and so when did it all start? So when did you really start taking, I know you were taking it serious for those five years, but when did you really say, okay, I need to find an instructor to really teach me the, the, the correct way to kick, punch, and block? When, what, what, when well, did that happen? I continued happen? to work with those guys for a long time, and they were, they were a good foundation for me, a good motivational thing, but I decided I did need a school, so I actually joined uh, Grandmaster uh, June Reed School down on 20th and L. A lot of people would know that was his first major school and where a lot of his superstars came from. And I was just a little guy that came in when those guys were working out in the gym. Uh, but I never stopped doing the Kung Fu. I mean, I'd, I'd be in there and they'd have to tell me, this is Taekwondo. Stop doing all that funny <laughs> Kung Fu stuff over here. And, but I, so I never really stopped. And, and actually, my, my instructor, I consider my head instructor today, I didn't start with him until a few years later. And that was uh, Grandmaster Willie Lynn okay. uh, in, in uh, Silver Spring. So tell them how difficult it was for you, you know, studying Kung Fu when everyone was studying Taekwondo and Karate. How difficult it was for you to, to compete in the beginning when you started? Well, well this, this is no doubt this was a Kung Fu town. I mean, a, a Taekwondo town. June Rhee came to town and just blew it up. Everybody was doing a Taekwondo and nobody bothers me and that whole nine yards and there were really no. There was one school in, in uh, Chinatown that taught uh, mostly Chinese and, and a few other guys, Xiao Ga. But uh, I was I was literally riding through uh, up Georgia Avenue, and I was still in June Reed School. And I looked over and I saw a small sign in the window. The big sign said Lin's Karate, because you know nobody knew what Kung Fu was then. That's how far back I go. We called it Chuan Fad. There was no Bruce Lee yet. So right. I saw a little small sign in the window that said Kung Fu. Tai Chi. So I walked in and uh, parked and ran in, and the guy was on the floor, but the guy teaching was still teaching karate, Tracy's uh, karate. But oh. then I found out they had one instructor there, this Willie Lynn, and I, I, I cheerful Lynn to me now, but at that time we just knew it was Willie Lynn that had just got here from Taiwan, and he was teaching Kung Fu. And I went on to become his first student, and I'm, I'm with him today. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Yeah. So again, you uh, go back a little. So when you started competing with those guys, and no one, you were saying that they didn't want to. I remember we had the conversation a couple of years back. You were telling me that when you were competing with, uh, you had to go out and compete. It was very difficult for you because you studied kung fu and everyone studied everything else. So how difficult was it for you to get even ranked in the beginning? <laughs> yeah, to be a kung fu guy in a, in a taekwondo town. It was it was it was difficult because I, I remember when I first started competing I would be many times me and Kung Fu Joe would be the only uh, Kung Fu guys in the competition on the floor. I've I've actually been at tournaments uh, where people ask me, You do know this is a karate tournament, right? I go, Yeah. If they'd be out there in the white geese, you know what I'm talking about, Rich, they'd have the white geese on with the black belt. Right. Very impressive. And I'd walk out and basically I like to say I walked out in the silk uniforms and all the Kung Fu stuff like that. But at that time, we didn't. I basically had sweatpants with a white stripe going down the side and a shirt to match. So oh, my God. They, oh, wow. They, they, they said, the guy, you in here with, with pajamas on, you know. <laughs> so it was kind of difficult. But I did on the floor, and the performance was good. You know, back in the day, I could, I could work. I'm an old man now, but we could work. And they would look at me, and they said, well, we don't know how to do this. The audience would... Would, would love it, but it's not really good martial arts, is it? I mean, again, remember when I started then, people don't understand, there was no Bruce Lee yet. Right. There was no David Carradine. There was nobody walking through the desert with a hat on. It was just, what is that Chinese stuff? 
And so we were kind of at a disadvantage, but uh, I, I kept coming out. And they kept, I was at tournaments where the judges stood up and turned their back and said, tell him this is not, this is a serious tournament. Oh, wow. And the time I got all zeros. Wow. Years later, the same guys became my, my best friend. Oh, wow. And uh, it, it was a little bit of a struggle, but, you know, we were the first. All right, so talk about your first school on Kennedy Street, the famous school on Kennedy Street, Master Dennis Brown. How was that? <laughs> well, you know, it's kind of strange because my first school was actually on George Avenue. George 71, Avenue. 7120 uh, George Avenue, right across the line in Silver Spring. But believe it, uh, believe it or not, right, very close to where you guys maybe are now. But uh, nobody uh, came there. We, I was the first guy. It took us almost a year to get like 30 students. Wow. Uh, but we were doing kung fu up there, and, and uh, we eventually moved after Mr. Lin went back to Taiwan for a period. We moved the school down to George Avenue, 6119 George Avenue to be exact. Right. And, again, I don't know how I remember all of those numbers. Because uh, that was 19, uh, way back 71, 72, and that's where our school uh, became known. It was a big sign that said Lin's Kung Fu, and right. we would have, he was the first school Chinese instructor to actually teach outside of Chinatown. Wow. So he caught quite a, 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 a beef because we were predominantly black, almost all, except one or two guys. And, uh, and here was the senior disciple was this guy, Dennis Brown. So there were people who, who kind of chastised him from his community. And uh, also, it took us a while to get, make people uh, understand we were serious. But within a few years, I decided to go out on the circuit and, you know, kind of bring them to us. Okay. So talk about your first, the school then on Kennedy Street. How was that environment like and the students? And and now I'm going to ask another, but answer that question and I'm going to follow another question. Go ahead, Doc. Okay. My, my first school that I actually owned, I moved to Silver Hill Road for a little while, but I ended up on what you call Fifth and Kennedy Street. Right. Now, most people that are my age remember that Fifth and Kennedy Street, when you heard news, uh, or you heard that, that, that corner uh, quite often on the news, but they were talking about drugs and gangs and all that kind of stuff. But it was cheap enough for me to, to own a school there. I mean, we actually had a lock on the door. And you had to buzz to get in. Right. And quite often, to be, to be quite honest with you, there was you see guys out on the corner selling, and the corner was uh, a little bit scary for for some folks to come into it because people wouldn't. They heard about me long after I became well known in kung fu. Right. I would have people say, "I really would love to train with you, man, but I can't be up there at night." You know, right. Fifteen Kennedy Street, and we had people killed in front of the school and back of the school. We had holes in the window from gunshots. Uh, I don't want to get into details. Right. But it wasn't like it was a, a, a wild west, but it was a neighborhood where stuff went on, and a lot of my strongest students, believe it or not, came out of there. They had to be, they had to be uh, for real. Right. That's crazy. So I, I remember you were telling me the story because you know I used to watch when I was coming up as a kid. I used to always watch Kung Fu Saturdays here, and it, it, so I remember you were telling me the story about how they would come in and try to challenge you, uh, challenge your school. Uh, I know yeah. they don't do that anymore, but how was that experience like? How, give, give us a story of an example of, of one of those situations that happened to well, you. That, it started way back with Mr. Lin. You know, we, we people would come up and want to challenge him to do uh, grappling, believe it or not, because there wasn't no kicking and punching then. It was grappling. Uh, and, and he'd always drop them to the ground or anything. But by the time I got my own school, I'm not that big a guy. Right. You know, I don't look that fierce. I'm not all muscular. Uh, but my name was bigger than I was. <laughs> this say said, Richard, my name was bigger than I was. Right. So every now and then somebody would come in and, 
and want to spar with you, and they had the right to do that. They'd come in from another school or somewhere and said, you know, I'm from such such school, I wanted to come in and spar. And we knew what that meant. They wanted to test and see how good you were and all like that. Uh, and, and we would do that all the time, more than more often than often. Um, one of my senior students would step up, and they would, they would do the challenge. They would say, no, you can spar with Master uh, Dennis Brown, because we didn't call ourselves Master or anything then. I was just Dennis Brown right. or Carpenter. And uh, they would, they, they, my seniors would say, you have to spar with me first. And if you get through me, then you can work with him. Of course, nobody got through three or four layers of them. Uh, but every now and then, uh, somebody would, would challenge me. The, the one story I do remember is I was teaching a black belt class, and some guy walked in, I'm sure he was high, and started yelling at me and saying, I'm in a reincarnation of Bruce Lee and somebody else and somebody else, and I'm here to take you down. And I'm right in the middle, and I looked at him like he's crazy because he got like 15 or 20 black belts in front of me, and they all turned around and looked at him like a bad movie and went, are you, are you kidding? And I walked over and said, guys, guys, you, you don't want to do this, man. This is, this is my black belt class. Right. And, and I realized he was high. So I told my secretary at that time, she said, what do you want to do, bring him in? And we go ahead and do him up. I said, no, guys, we're martial artists. We're not killers. We're not fighters. Uh, just call the police like anybody else would do. But the police showed up. They were neighborhood cops. They knew us. They used to stop in and work out with us. They literally looked at me and said, well, Master Brown, he did. We heard him threatening you. Uh, you have to do what you have to do. <laughs> they wanted to see a good fight. And, uh, but, of course, of course, I showed him through the door and said, officers, I'd like you to just put him in the car and take him away. I don't even want you to arrest him. Uh, you know, he's a neighborhood guy, I guess, right. sometimes. But we had those kind of stories. But we were always the person I hope that we are now, that we weren't looking for a fight. We were looking to lead the way, not to prove how bad we were. Right. Oh, that's so. So Kennedy, Kennedy Street, and then from Kennedy Street, what was next after that? Well, you know, we, I've had a lot of schools. We left Kennedy Street, and uh, uh, we went to uh, up into Silver Spring. Okay. The uh, Fenton Street. And, again, we had to move out of that, that area because it was getting a little bit crazy for us. And so many of our students, uh, I remember JB, you know, the, the sportscaster. Right. One of my students, one of my black belts. I right. remember him saying he studies martial arts. He came by to see me. He would come by and sit in the lobby and watch the kids and give me advice and stuff. He said, Master Brown, I'd love to come back and train with you, but, you know, I got hold, this brand. Hold that, hold, that, hold that thought, Master Brown. We're going to come back to hear Master Brown, how he created one of the largest competition, the Capital Classics. Be right back. Made It in America is brought to you by these fine sponsors. Dr. Garland K. Davis, a.k.a. Dr. G. Family Dentistry in Laurel, Maryland. New patient specials only, $99. This includes teeth cleaning, dental exam and x-ray, personal consultation, and custom treatment plan. Schedule your appointment today at Dr. Garland K. Davis Family Dentistry. Terry's tag and title. 10 minutes or less. That's right, 10 minutes or less. Fast, friendly, and affordable tag and title services without the hassle of the MVA. Stop by any one of our six locations or just call Terry's Tag and Title. 10 minutes or less. 
We are back. You're listening to How I Made It in America. I'm your host, Fraser Fraser, my co-host, A to the Z. And we're now continuing with Master Grandmaster Dennis Brown. Uh, hang on. Master Brown, I wanted to ask you, because you keep talking about all these amazing like black belts that have come out of your camp. How many black belts have you actually made out there? Well, I just happen to know because we're doing a reunion <laughs> this year for the first time in almost 50 years. Uh, we have 884 exactly black belts turned out wow. over the year, but that's uh, a number of schools, not out of one school, but uh, quite a few black belts across the country. That is amazing. And I I wanted to ask because, you know, like sometimes when somebody's like, oh, yeah, I'm a black belt, you wonder, like, are they really a black belt? Because you see some schools like are like, oh, you know, you get like your stripes in right. like a couple of weeks and then it's like, oh, black belt test. And then <laughs> and, you know, and so I really wonder, like, do they really have the chops of a black belt? But I know with your black belts, like you, you put them through some stuff. Uh, you know, how long how long does it take for you to give someone or for them to earn, shall I say? Uh, a black belt. It could take anywhere between four to seven years, depending on what they're what they're working in and and whether they're doing just kung fu or kung fu and tai chi or to complete the entire program. So they can do the first phase of it in four or five years, uh, and the next is another three or four years. Wow. But you know what's really strange is that in my school, and then Rich will say this, I'm the only person that that wears no belt at all. I have no belt. I don't claim a black belt or anything because. <laughs> In Kung Fu, technically, technically, there's no such thing as a black belt in Kung Fu. Uh, you're just a senior disciple or your instructor. I'm my instructor, Z-Ben, his number one disciple. But in America, people need to know rank. And I actually started the rank in Kung Fu uh, about 20, 25 years ago. I started creating black belts and, and different belt levels and got it sanctioned in China. And we don't actually wear karate black belts, but we wear black sashes or black Kung Fu belt. So uh, they, they think somewhat strange that all my students have black belts. They say, Master Brown, how come we've never seen you with a belt on? Right. I said, because I started it. So I've been giving all the belts to these 800 people, but technically, no one ever gave me a black belt. <laughs> okay. Wow. People may not notice Beyond but, the belt. But you also have a black belt <laughs> in uh, Taekwondo, correct? Am, am I right? I have honorary black belt from June Reed and, uh, uh, and uh, also in, in, in Goju Ru, Japanese style. Wow. I have black belt. So I'm the Kung Fu guy, but I've always worked with uh, Taekwondo people and karate people uh, all through the years. The Kung Fu guy. So let's jump right into uh, your Capital Classic. Let's talk about how that all came to be. All right. I remember we had the conversation about you looking for sponsors. Let's let's just get into this. this let's talk about how many uh, competitions that are out there and where you stand in that space. Well, you know, there's there's thousands of martial arts tournaments around the country, thousands of them, every little city, every place. And uh, but the, the leading circuit uh, is called NASCAR, North American Sports Karate, largest circuit. And they rate their tournaments C-rated, B-rated, right. different levels of A-rated, uh, 1A, 2A, all the way up to 6A. But to be considered a, na a national event, a world-class event, there's only uh, 14 tournaments included in that. And we're one of those 14 tournaments. I'm the only Kung Fu guy that gives one of those. And I'm one of the founding members of that organization, NASCAR. Right. Uh, so we have one of the top three uh, uh, tournaments in the country. I've never said that before. Uh, except that there's only been one tournament that for the last 12 years was covered by ESPN. Right. I, I told you that 
That's yes. the Disney one down in uh, Orlando. I just finished working that one. U.S. Open. Right. But you were called two months ago. Hey, D.C. Well, before before telling anybody, that, before telling anyone that that story, let's go back to how you started Capital Classic, how it all got started. Well, the Capital Classics, actually, I was on the circuit competing for many, many years. And in a very short period of time, uh, I say short period, maybe eight year period. Right. I became rated as one of the top uh, martial artists in the country. Uh, but I always used to tell people that I traveled all over the country uh, competing and performing and, 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 and getting a pretty good reputation. But some of the best fighters, the best forms and weapons people I've ever competed against is right in this mid-Atlantic area, mm. Maryland, D.C., and Virginia. And uh, so I started the tournament in a little high school, Eastern, my high school. I went to high school. And because uh, I wanted to bring some of the champions here to give the people who couldn't afford to travel all the way around the country a chance to, to meet them and greet them and beat them and teach them and let them see what we do. So I started a little tournament with a really big name, the U.S. Capital Classic. Yeah. <laughs> and believe it or not, I had been traveling with friends with most of the top people in the country. To my surprise, all the number one competitors in the country showed up for my little tournament. Wow. And, uh, and it just took off from, took off from there. Wow. I mean, and you have this amazing thing called the Legends Banquet, um, in which you have, you know, some real names uh, that are your friends uh, in the martial arts. No, it's that not come, even that. Yeah. But tell, 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 tell us some of the folks that have actually um, competed in your tournament. Oh, yeah. Oh, jeez. I know. If, if name them. <laughs> the Ninja, all the Ninja Turtles that you've seen on TV, the guys are actually in the costumes and the pizza. They all started as kids on my circuit. All the Power Rangers. Uh, Chuck has been to my tournament. Uh, Billy Blank, they, they said, well, is Billy Blank just an exercise guy? Right. Mm -hmm. No, Billy Blank won my tournament seven times. Wow. Uh, all, the, all the big names, uh, The Last Dragon, uh, uh, Ty Mack has been to my tournament from that movie. I'm just trying to think of the movies I can just tell you that. Twilight, right? Taylor Lautner? Taylor, Taylor Lautner was at, 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 at competed as a kid at my tournament. Wonder Woman. Yeah, even the stunt, you were saying the stunt double for um, the Wonder Woman that's now out. Like that stunt double came out of your camp. They 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 were they competed at my at my tournament. Wesley Snipes uh, guys that did all the blade stuff was one of my people. Actually, one of my students he competed there. Uh, and most of the stuff that's happening now, uh, I just went to one. Uh, the Black Panther. They had some of our folks that had competed in the tournament was there and. Uh, even the latest thing that came out, uh, Wick, Wick, uh, John Wick, uh, there were guys that uh, competed at my tournament recently. I was looking at this new tournament that's coming out, and a movie, and some of the guys walked up and said, you know, we're in that movie. So uh, all the big names that crossed the stage, because uh, they had to perform somewhere, and they were all looking to be discovered, and out of those circuit of 12 or 13 tournaments is where they came to find uh, the stars that are out there today. I know Master Bound, you know, you, your your body of work is, is so long and we don't yeah. have a lot of time. So we're going to try and push this thing through quickly. So, <laughs> Yeah, well, no, I was just, as you were mentioning it, I was like, but you know what? You, you, you've, uh, you know, you've been in the movies yourself. And, uh, you know, I don't think we, if people don't know who you are, they have no idea, like the things that you've been in. So, if, you know, why don't you rattle off a few things, uh, you know, where they may have seen you. Well, I've been in a lot of documentaries uh, on it. You just have to Google it. Too many. Yeah, documentaries it's too many. Out there, uh, uh, 
to, to remember. But like the most famous ones. Uh-huh. And, and movies, I was the first one to go to a, uh, uh, get invited uh, to China to actually do a movie uh, uh, there. And uh, we, I got a chance to work with the guys from the five uh, Deadly Venom right. in, in that movie. And uh, it had a bunch of names, but uh, what you want to do is just go on and Google it, and you'll, you'll find that the warrior is one of the names. They call it Dancing Warrior in China. When they got here, it was just the warrior. But I got a chance to work with the, the number one director uh, for Shaw Brothers. who started all the Kung Fu movies in the 60s. I was the first foreigner, a guaylo, they called it, uh, uh, a foreigner to actually do a movie featured with Kung uh, Fu. You know, since we're talking about movies and you are a grandmaster, uh, you can best basically speak about Bruce Lee. So, what do you think of Bruce Lee? I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there. Just, just curious. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, the further you get away from his him being here, the more controversy there is and all like that. But in my opinion, he was a great martial artist. He he competed. He he changed martial arts for everybody, especially kung fu. He brought it to a different level. Uh, people who would never even think about it came into it because of Bruce Lee. Right. And the question is, did he ever fight in field tournaments and all like that? Well, he was a movie guy. Yeah. He did fight, but he was probably fighting on the Chinese circuit, which is where I did most of my fighting. So people wouldn't have seen him in the open tournaments. You hear people say, well, I never saw him fight anybody. He was just a movie star. But he was one of the uh, uh, most magnificent uh, ex- uh, ex- executioner of techniques that you'll ever run into. He changed the art of everybody and made it something that everybody could do and that we could stand up and be proud of. All right, that's awesome. Now, you have the Capital Classic coming up next month. you want to talk about that briefly? What to well, expect? it's coming up not this weekend, but okay. next weekend. I'll right. be down at the National Harbor, uh, down at, at the Gaylord, the, 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 the Gaylord down at the National Harbor. Right. And uh, it's a two-day tournament. It's Friday and Saturday. We probably have people coming in from almost every state that we have here, and we, last year we had eight countries sent people, a team from South America, from Europe, from Ireland, from just about any place you can name, and we've had a lot more teams that are coming in now, but it's become now an international uh, event, uh, So, and it's not, and what's beautiful, it's not a kung fu tournament or taekwondo or karate, it's a, what we call an open tournament. So if you come there, it'll be over 30 or 40 rings run, and you'll see uh, Kung Fu in one ring, you'll see Taekwondo, Olympic Karate in one ring. You'll even see Tai Chi and Wu Chu and, and just stuff, you stick fighting and different things. We also have a little bit of the Sanda, which is the Chinese style fighting, but also the uh, American style fighting. Oh, wow. Wow. We, we, so, ran, we ran out of time, Master Brown. Master Brown, we're still sorry, but look, we're going to have to do a follow up because we're not working on this biography. It's coming out sometime before the year is out. Uh, Master Brown, thank you so much. And ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank Master Brown for being on the show. Yes, thank you so much, Grandmaster Brown. We really appreciate your time. We know you're busy, so we really appreciate it. And we see you guys next Tuesday. Take care now. Thank you. Everybody there. How I Made It in America. See you next Tuesday at 11 a.m.